This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. According to a recently released report by the Department of Labor and Industry, economist Christopher Bradley says there are many reasons for labor shortages in Montana. An aging population, the pandemic, a lack of affordable child care and housing are all playing roles in the shortage, with the unemployment rate at just over 3%. Quote, Montana's population has been aging, with the large baby boomer population retiring without enough people in the younger generation to replace them. The pandemic has worsened the issue as challenges like child care, school schedules, risk of illness, and caring for yourself or family members have decreased the work hours that Montana workers have available for work, Bradley argues in the report. At the start of the 2020 pandemic, Montana had a combined 81,000 layoffs and discharges in March and April along with elevated levels of layoffs in the fall and winter. Also, issues such as a lack of child care and COVID risk led many workers to leave the labor market around this time. Montana has always had a quit rate that is higher than the national average. As a percentage of total employment, job openings in late 2021 were at 7.5% in Montana, compared to 6.6% nationally. Quits were 3.3% of employment in Montana, compared to 2.9% nationally. The state has had a worker shortage since 2018, according to Bradley. According to the Montana Department of Public Health and Human Services, COVID-related complications were the leading causes of death among Native Americans in 2020, accounting for almost 30% of all COVID-related deaths in the state. With a spike of COVID cases, the All Nations Health Center says right now all five of Montana's urban Indian organizations are working together to offer more vaccines, testing services, and quarantine support across the state. Right now, the biggest need is access to COVID testing. All Nation City availability could remain the same for them if the ban stays the same or slows down in coming weeks. A panel of federal judges hearing a lawsuit challenging the districts used to elect Montana's Utility Regulation Board say they're hesitant to wait until 2023 to give the Montana legislature a chance to upgrade the districts for population changes for its next regular session. Instead, the judges extended an earlier ruling preventing the Montana Secretary of State from certifying candidates for the two districts up for election this fall while the lawsuit proceeds. They also laid out an aggressive litigation schedule that could arrive at a final ruling as to whether the current maps can be used for this fall's election by the cycle's March 14th filing deadline. The judges also suggested lawmakers or the government could address the districts in advance of the 2022 election 
by simply calling a special session. The lawsuit was filed in December by two former Republican state elected officials and a Gallatin County resident, naming Secretary of State Chrissy Jacobson as a defendant. The plaintiffs argue that the Public Service Commission districts, which haven't been updated in nearly two decades, have become unbalanced as a result of population shifts and now violate the one-person-one-vote principle guaranteed by the U.S. Constitution's 14th Amendment. State attorneys and the legislature's Republican leaders haven't disputed that the districts need updated, but have argued that it's appropriate to leave the redistricting to the legislature when it meets in 2023, rather than have politically sensitive maps redrawn by federal judges. They've noted that the 2023 session will be the first regular meeting of the legislature since the results of the 2020 census were published last summer. The current PSC district map was adopted by the legislature in 2003, following the 2000 census. Since that map was adopted, Montana's population has grown unevenly. For example, PSC District 3 which include Bozeman, Butte, and much of rural southwestern Montana, now has 53,000 more residents than District 1. District 1 includes Great Falls, Lewistown, and much of northeastern Montana. The plaintiffs argued that the federal court should step in because the legislature has consistently failed to rebalance the Public Service Commission districts following the 2010 census, and because no current statute or state constitutional provision requires lawmakers to upgrade the districts for 2023. The state constitution, in contrast, specifies that legislative and congressional districts are withdrawn following each decennial census by the Montana Districting and Apportionment Commission, quote, it shouldn't take a federal lawsuit to force the legislature to do this work. That's according to plaintiff's attorney, Constant Van Clay. In its ruling Thursday, the three-judge panel of Donald Malloy, Paul Watford, and Brian Morris concluded that the plaintiffs are likely to succeed on the merits of their case based on the arguments presented so far. Several groups are upping the pressure on both state and local authorities to reduce or stop the death count of wolves. According to an Associated Press report on January 6th, that 20 wolves from packs residing in Yellowstone National Park have been shot and killed, concern has grown over what continued trapping could mean to tourism, let alone the park's research. Out of those 20 wolves, 15 were shot in Montana, and Montana's trapping and snaring season, which started three weeks ago, is slated to run through mid-March. One more park wolf has been killed in the past week. In response, 30 ecotourism business owners who operate in and around the park sent a letter to Interior Secretary Deb Halen last week asking her to relist the gray wolf under the Endangered Species Act. 
concerned about recently passed state laws that legalize more methods to hunt and trap wolves and increasing the limit to 10 wolves per trapper. The business owners are worried Yellowstone could lose some of its more than estimated 94 wolves that remain. Visitor polling in Yellowstone consistently places wildlife viewing in the top three reasons people visit the park. In 2005, when park visitation was more than 2.8 million, the annual economic contribution from wolf viewing was estimated at $35.5 million. Park visitation has almost doubled to more than 4.4 million visitors in 2021. The economic impact is now about $80 million annually. Outside of the park, most residents of the Paradise Valley are directly or indirectly affected by the recreational tourism industry driven by the park. The launching industry generates $1.8 million in state taxes, driven in large part by tourists coming to Yellowstone. After wolves in the northern Rockies came off the endangered species list in 2011, Montana put a low quota, no more than five, on the number of wolves that could be killed in hunting districts, 313 and 316, just north of the park border in Park County. But that changed last August, when a Fish, Wildlife, and Parks Commission, appointed almost entirely by Governor Greg Gianforti, eliminated the quotas. The Montana Supreme Court on Wednesday will hear oral arguments over whether a Creston water bottling plant should be allowed to operate under a grandfathered capacity under zoning regulations. The Montana Artesian Water Company is challenging a ballot initiative that was approved by Flathead County voters in June of 2018. Montana Artesian has asserted that their bottling plant is a pre-existing, non-conforming use because it was established prior to the creation of the Egan Slough Zoning District. While a prior court ruling found that the expansion of the zoning district is lawful, it also found the water bottling facility is a legal, non-conforming land use within the expanded zoning district. An administrator and former athletic director at Montana Tech in Butte and a sports broadcaster is joining Logan Health as president of that hospital's foundation. Logan Health on Friday announced that Joseph McClafferty will join the organization next month. McClafferty served as vice chancellor for development and alumni engagement and CEO of Montana Tech. He held this position since 2012. Prior to 2012, he was director of athletics at the university. He also worked for Omega Television Sports as a color analyst. McClafferty replaces Tegan Vine, who left his longtime role as president of the Hospital Foundation, to join the Flathead Valley Community College Foundation in December. Prior to his time at Montana Tech, McClafferty spent 20 years in the financial services industry. McClafferty was born and raised in Butte. He and his wife, Therese, have three grown children, Brianne, McCall, and Gabe.
the Sleeping Giants Citizens Council, the Helen affiliate of the Northern Plains Resource Council, is having a free public forum on passenger rail at 7 o'clock on January 25th over Zoom. The forum will discuss a proposed passenger rail line, the North Coast Hiawatha route, that will connect 24 counties across Canada. Lewis and Clark County is one of the seven counties that has not yet joined the Big Sky Passenger Rail Authority, which organizers of the meeting say puts Helena at a disadvantage regarding the planning, routing, grant possibilities, and scheduling of the train line. The forum will discuss the social, economic, and environmental impacts of the passenger rail line for Helena, quote, and convince the county commissioners to get on board and join the Big Sky Passenger Rail Service, end quote. The forum will feature six panelists, including Mayor Wilmot Collins of Helena, Jeremy Johnson, professor of political science at Carroll College, and Mike Rooney of Downtown Helena Incorporated, Dave Strohmeyer, the chair of the Big Sky Passenger Rail Authority, will be the guest speaker. There will be time for Q&A after the panelists speak. An online petition will be available to sign to help generate support for the rail line. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide, with listeners in 46 states and Canadian provinces in 24 countries on six continents. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.